What's up, everybody? You're listening to an episode of This Most Unbelievable Life. Yes! We're so glad you're listening. If you've been listening for a while, you know my voice. I'm Dr. Sherry Spiegel, and my co-host is my dear friend, Dr. Paul Fitzgerald. That's right, folks. I'm Dr. Paul Fitzgerald, and I'm happy to welcome you to Season 5 of the podcast. I'm honored to be here once again with my co-host, Dr. Sherry Spiegel, as we work to discover, along with you, our own most unbelievable lives. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yes. What's going on, hey, Sherry? <laughs> Hello. How are you, Paul Fitzgerald? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. What's going on over there? What is going on? Not too much. Um, we are, it's Tuesday. It's election. It, it, I sort of. It's sort of election day. I guess it is election day, right? Yes, we are both people who will or have voted. Have you already done your civic duty? I did. I did. I did. Sean is not yet, so we're going to stop by on the walk a little bit later on, and she's going to vote because we're right down the street. Yeah, that's I was out like earlier to... doing some stuff, and it's like I got to stop by and did it to get it done. Yeah, Eric and I are going to go after he gets off work. Usually we have voting rituals that mm -hmm. we usually go through, which is we walk down to the fire department, which is where we vote. Cool. And then we do our thing. And then we usually go to the bakery by our house. Um, but they are not open as early as is necessary yeah. for us right yeah. now with uh, Eric's work schedule. So we're going to go when he gets off. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah. It's still going to get done. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so. know if we have rituals or not. I mean, I don't, I think we just sort of went when we could, depending on what, I would almost said what day of the week. It's always Tuesday, right? And what, yeah. <laughs> I guess what we, what our schedules allowed us on that day of the week or something. But yeah, I think what are we, we're electing a governor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Virginia does not do uh, incumbent re-election for governor, so you get a different one every four years, and it's always mm -hmm. the year after the president. Anyway, welcome yeah. to Virginia. We also have, uh, I live in Alexandria City, and we have a very, um, a very kind of important uh, city council elections this time mm. around, because mm -hmm. a number of, of our incumbents are not running for re-election, so it's, uh, yeah. I think for the very first time in a long time, uh, my district has a. It's actually like, and there's an actual candidate, two candidates on the on the ballot for the delegate for this, <laughs> for where I am. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, we haven't had a new delegate and on the on the Wait, ballot okay. in since I started voting in Virginia. I think it's always been the same guy. And it's yeah. like, oh wow, there's actually a actually a contender. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. I, um, local politics are interesting. I never really paid much attention, especially to, to city stuff until, yeah. uh, I moved to Alexandria city. So all politics are local, right? That's, that's true. The, that's the statement. That's, a, that's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. But those are the, those are the elections that people say really make the difference in our lives. It's not, yeah, of course, who the president is and all that other kind of stuff and who your representatives are but it's like school board you know who you know those if you'd like go through the math and look at look at a lot of it um or at least if you're a white man looking at it from that perspective you know i'm not yeah yeah it's like <laughs> you know my my right to my body is not on the ballot this year so um in fact, I don't know that your right to your or, or body ever, has ever yeah, been has ever on been, the ballot, or has ever been. my dear. So, so my perspective is unique and different in this than, than yours might be. Yeah. But it's like those local those local things, you know, can make more of a difference in our lives than the than the big ones sometimes. It's true. It's you know, true. So yeah, yeah, our mayor race matters a lot to me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. But Interesting. yeah. Uh, so what's going on over there other than? The fact that you've done your civic duty. I did my civic duty. There's a lot of cicadas flying around out here. I was attacked. Uh, we use the word attack a lot. I see it on social a lot in terms of what the cicadas are doing. It's like them flying at you because they think you're a tree is a little different than being attacked. But, uh, man, they fly at you. It's wild. Yeah. Well, you know, Eric keeps commenting on the fact that there's, he keeps saying they're so bad at flying. And I'm like, would you yeah. give them a break? Like, they have literally spent their whole lives underground. Like, yeah. this is like the ultimate like overprotective 
parent situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like, like I thought I was sheltered as a kid. These, you know, poor beings have literally not been outside their yeah. whole lives. And now they're trying to figure out flying. Yeah. It's so very hard. Yeah. So it's like, I'd like to see how well you flew after being <laughs> on the surface of this earth for two weeks. You know, how, how good are <laughs> well, you Well, look at how well we fly after yeah. 37 years on this earth. 37 years if you're younger than me. Yes, that is. Right. And if, if with a half century of trying, I've yet to achieve flight. I've yet yeah. to achieve powered flight. Yeah. Am I 37? Oh, yeah. Because I haven't had my birthday. I was just like, wait a minute. How am I 13 years younger than you right now? Yeah, um, I was about to. Out. Yeah, I was about to say though. You know, after 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 half a century, I'm still I've still yet to achieve actually powered flight on my own. I'm about to quit. I'm about to yeah. quit trying. Quit trying. It's so frustrating because it's like I'm flapping my wings as hard as I can, but I just can't get off the ground. You know what part of your problem might be? What do you think it is? Um, you don't actually have wings. Is that it? You have human arms. But it seems so cool. I mean, I grew up watching Superman, like the old Superman, the old black and white Christopher Reeves. I have other news for you. What's that? You are also not Superman. He had a cape. Yeah, but he also wasn't from Earth. Krypton Schmipton. Right. right. So I think your problem is that you are a human man. The physics are strange, though. I mean, because like when he, the time when he flew in space and he made the Earth spin the other way. I mean, I have questions, but um, this whole this whole flight thing is weird. Yeah, but I had noticed the same thing. It's like those cicadas are lousy flyers. It's like, yep. do they even know where they're going? It's like, what's the objective here? What what motivates them to try in the first place? I mean. Who cares yeah. where they are? I mean, if you, if unless you're in the middle of the road or something like that, but they just seem to like be flying around chaotically. Isn't their whole shtick like they're literally just alive to like mate and die? Yeah, yeah, they're already starting to stack up right yeah. on the sidewalk out there, and it's like they're not getting like hit with pests. No, it's like they they don't live long, and they do their thing, and then they're seventeen years underground, and they they they're, they're a flash in the pan for three or four weeks, and then. And then they're done. And then they're yeah. done. I was uh, hanging out with a friend of mine the other day who works at the same employer as I do. Um, and he asked me whether, or I guess as we do. Yeah, I was going to say, me too, me too. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of our listeners and not of you, specifically my friend. That's um, okay. But yeah, so one of our colleagues I was out with, and he asked me... Um, whether I thought I would still be working at our employer the next time the cicadas came. Interesting. And um, that was an interesting question to explore because I don't think I will be. Yeah, I probably won't either. You know, Isn't I was, that interesting? I was, yeah, I was doing that kind of math uh, the other day at when I was being bombarded by cicadas left and right, it was like, so 17 years. So what's that's going to be 20, 38. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be 67, mm-hmm. 67. It's like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, or I, uh, I hope not. I don't, I don't know. What, what can I say? You know, I, I should have retired by then, I think, but you know, yeah, and it's an interesting thing. Them, it's, you know. it's not because I think I'm going to rage quit before then. Like, it's because I think the time for that will have passed. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like it's not going to be a rage quit with me either. It's like I'll when, – when it's time to go, go. And yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. So rage quit is an interesting phrase, though. Have you – rage quit anything in your life um like paid like a paid gig or something anything anything i rage quit um yeah yeah okay yeah 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 Go on. I, I had an administrative position that I, I mean that, that almost counts, you know, about okay. this one, right? Um, that it's like I'm done here. There's nothing. No, I'm yeah. I'm out. And you know, it it gets it gets it's it's not 100 percent rage quit. It's like it's my time to go, and this is not 
the way this yeah. should be, you know? So it was, it was a little 50, 50 and, right. um, uh, boy scouts. I rage quit. Mm. <laughs> Weebelos. Yeah. I rage quit that. You know, it's like, this yeah. is stupid. I'm done. You know, walk out the door. No what was it about it? That yeah, I don't even you... know. What was it? 10, 11. It's like, I don't even know. It's like, yeah. this isn't, this isn't working for me. I'm going to go. Yeah. I've been trying to think about as, as since I asked you that question. So for the last 30 seconds, um, I've been what trying the, to think about yeah. whether I've rage quit anything. I know when we were young, my brother used to rage quit board games and like, he was really quite good at it. And I like the fact that he listens to this podcast so he can hear and enjoy yeah, yeah. the telling of this story. Um, but like, if he was doing spectacularly badly at a board game, he would pick it up and throw it at the wall. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, but I don't think... I did rage quit something. I just... It's like, no, I, I did... I did just, that trigger I, something for you? I did, yeah. I did 100% rage quit something. Um, I, was a, I was an advisor for a, a student club. And enough bullshit was happening where it was like in the middle of a meeting it's like you know what i'm out i just got up and left it's like i'm done i've had yeah. it i've had it yeah i have rage quit a meeting like that and yeah you know just yeah. walked yeah, up yeah. and said mm, nope this isn't gonna work for and me and we're, we're done here you know yeah yeah um it's not always rage though like you know i think about rage quitting like turning tables like Jesus yeah. and the temple, yeah, yeah. It, right? it was like it was more of like a self-preservation quit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, there was an anger involved. There was it was just like f- overwhelming frustration and knowing that it's like why am I with I'm, I'm wasting my time here. Yeah, this is this is not my path. I'm out. You know, right? But I, it's interesting. Even though I don't know if I've rage quit things, I, I've always kind of. I don't know. Maybe I've fantasized about it, but I've never actually done it. Yeah. Um, and I think I've like sort of imagined it and um, maybe even, oh, I've definitely told Eric that I was quitting many, many things. Mm. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. I tend to persevere even past the point when I should have rage quit. I've, I've been told the same thing about myself. Yeah, you know, it's like it, I I have a habit of sticking around just a little bit longer than I probably actually should. You know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, w- at at the point when um, it's time for me to quit, um, I'll stick around and think about it for another year or two to make sure. Yeah. You know, because because yep. <laughs> I, I guess I fear regret more than I accept. You know, the first pass of of uh, providence and when it shows up or something, I don't know, but it's like, I so fear regret that I quit something when I shouldn't have, that I'll stick around for an extra year or two longer than I should. Yep. I definitely, I absolutely, I've been, I've been accused of that myself. Yeah. I think I'm a stick arounder as well. Like even like, this is one of the things I'm thinking about regarding the end of the pandemic. Like if, if I go to an, an event, um, and I want to leave, I will start saying my goodbyes. Um, yeah. And this is one of the reasons that I think my husband is like, you know, divine inspiration or I don't know, maybe, I don't know, running some sort of interference maybe. Like Eric is so good at a goodbye. Like mm. he doesn't, I mean, he'll just walk out. Like he's done here. Right. Um, but I'll be like, okay, goodbye, see you later. Yeah. I mean, you know this. Like, every time I see Paul in person, uh, like, he has to hug me, like, three times for for to take, right? Yeah, like, as right. the goodbye right. hug. Um, I don't know. I just, um, I'm not good at even quitting conversations, I think. Yeah, that's a, um, there's a, a, a meme that was floating around about how you know you're from the Midwest, something like that. And it's like, if it takes an hour for you to get out the door after your after your first goodbye, you know that kind of thing. So it's like, well, we need to leave by nine, so I'll start saying goodbye around seven thirty or eight, and that should get us out the door <laughs> right on by time. By ten thirty, right on time. Yeah, yeah. so that's, a, that's an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah, it does take me a long time to to wrap stuff up sometimes too. 
So this um, is why we're no good at like. But again, rap. it's like I this FOMO, you know, this I'm, I'm going to if I leave, I'm going to miss out on something. It's going to be cool. You know, I don't want to regret leaving too soon, you know, so I'm, I'm not good. at I'm not good at that. So I do. And because of that, I think I do tend to stick around longer than I should. Yeah. With, uh, with some stuff just like to make super 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 sure that that's really what i want and there's no surety to be found in any of this mm-hmm. you know it's just how long are you going to tolerate being frustrated and not doing the thing that you want to do or doing the thing that you don't want to do before yeah. it's like you're able to put your um self-judgment aside and get over the fact that you might, or to to get over the risk of thinking that you're a quitter because mm-hmm. you you gave up on something. You're right? all these sort of negative connotations that get thrown in that you know you're a quitter. You give up too soon. You didn't give up so easily on stuff. You don't have. You're not resilient. You lack confidence, and all this other kind of stuff gets gets kind of boiled in and and kind of woven together with this notion of walking out the door. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it's such an interesting thing because on the one hand, um, identifying as someone who's not a quitter, like, that's a virtue, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We hold that up. Um, Like, and you have told me with pride that you are not a quitter, right? Yeah. Um, And yet, there's a way in which we can end up hostage to our obligations. Yeah. If we identify too much with that, yeah, right? and that that and the and the hostage taker is just that phrase that I'm not a quitter, yeah, you know, and that got that got steeped in to to whatever this is over here, and mm-hmm. in some kind of way, and it's like I I have this obligation to that phrase that I've identified with, and I'm not a quitter, and come hell or high water, I'm going to stick with it because that's what they do in the movies, and that's sort of the John Wayne thing to do, and you know. My identity is someone who is valuable and worthy and has all the traits that one wants to see in a person. I'm going to be tenacious. I'm going to be resilient. I'm not going to quit. And I have I hold this obligation to that to my own destruction. You know, right. so it's like I'm not saying that this is a good thing <laughs> that I do this. It's it's demonstrably not in many 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 cases that I can look back on. You know, I can tell you more times that I should have rage quit than I can tell you times that I did. Right. It kind of makes you wonder who's selling the narrative that being a quitter is bad. Yeah. Right? Like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're not a quitter. Like, as someone who's literally in business with you. Right, right, right. right like, right. Um, and who has, like, I don't know, maybe some anxious attachment issues. Like... I think that there's virtue in the idea of persistence and stability and uh, that tenacity. But yeah, like when does an allegiance to the concept of not quitter become self-destructive? And I think it, it is important what you said, you know, who is, who is the one who is selling this, this narrative you know, it must be the people who are benefiting from you not quitting, right? Or yeah, the cultural attache of things that is benefiting from you not not quitting. And and maybe that's an important question. Like if, if you're, you're if trying, you're, yeah. If your boss tells you nobody likes quitting, <laughs> it's yeah. time to quit. You know, right? Yeah. Like if you're considering quitting something, perhaps it is useful to ask. Who benefits from my not quitting? Right, right. You know, and I think about this because um, the one thing, and this we were talking about this before we started uh, actually recording, the one thing that I quit all the time was my PhD program. Right. right. Um, and so in my PhD program, like, I would just get fed up with, you know, the pain that is true of the learning process, right, I guess. Right, right. Um, and so I would decide that I was going to quit my PhD program and I had, you know, and I would kind of run through, like, I can quit. Like, I have a good job. I don't need a different job. Right. I don't right. need this PhD to get promoted. Um, I only needed to get f- to full professor. I can quit right now and it wouldn't do anything. And so I'd always tell my husband, I quit. 
and uh, usually on a Friday, um, and we would go out to dinner and we would celebrate the fact that I had liberated myself from the oppressive regime right, of doctoral right, work. Right. And then on Monday, I'd start again. Yeah. Yeah. There's something freeing in quitting on your own terms. Yeah. Um, when when you were when you were talking earlier, like just a second ago, about like when you when you when you're when you're told that, right, who are you benefiting, right? To, to say that you're quitting something that only benefits you, right? I mean that's I mean that's a statement of 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 something that I mean it's like I, I would prefer to quit, but the only reason I'm not is because, and you rattle off these things, those reasons are probably not you, you know, it's yeah. like the, the quitting benefits you, who does the not quitting benefit? So it, it kind of turned into this whole sort of needs inventory mm-hmm. of, you know, what does it, what does it take to quit something? You know, there, there comes a point where it, it must be. It must it must be hard to do when it is because you have to elevate your own needs above the needs of others, which yeah. feels like selfishness, which is this whole other tied in thing that is know, sold to us. That is sold to us, you know. Um, it's like yes, be more selfish. Absolutely, be more selfish. Um, um, so it's like your your own sense of self preservation is what it feels like sometimes has to rise above. Yeah. You know, the inconvenience of inconveniencing others, which is something else that we're told not to not to do, uh, well, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, you know, this relates to like two episodes ago when we were really unpacking uh, nonviolent communication. Like, you know, our impulse to quit comes from our need to meet a need of our own. Right, right. <laughs> the um, The pressure to persist comes from the desire to meet somebody else's need right right and though i mean i guess it's i don't know like if you quit your job maybe you have some other needs that bubble up right maybe it's not fully meeting your needs but i don't know yeah, there's like a Moby Dick analogy in here somewhere, right? About this point. <laughs> but persistence is like, dude, just quit. It's like it's who cares? You know, it's just it's just revenge. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so thinking about um thinking about like the relief that comes from letting yourself quit a thing, even if yeah, it's just you were talking your about head. your yeah, you're talking about your your dissertation. You, because I'm just like, hang on a second. You bet you have a PhD. I call you Doctor Spiegel all the time. Am I all wrong? Right. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. I have, I have the paperwork to prove it. Yeah, no. I mean, I, the space of quitting. You know, sometimes when you are just so overwhelmed by the anxiety of whatever you're. You know what it came down to is I just needed a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time in my life, I wasn't able to articulate that human people need breaks. And the so only the way only, that you could, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way I could give myself permission to take a break, it was, you know, it's like this, this black or white thinking that um, I was so trapped into that I think a lot of people are trapped into either I give it my all or I give it my nothing. There's no, like you, there's no being lukewarm. Why? Mm. Lukewarm is a perfectly lovely yeah, temperature. It's a delightful temperature. Right. It requires a lot less energy than hot. Yeah. You know. um, is this part of why people tend to, this is like a long standing statistical trend that, um, businesses and employers um, have been reporting about for a long time, or I guess those who observe businesses have been, it's like people don't come close to taking all of their vacation days that, you know, that they're, that they're allotted. It's like most of them, if not like half or most are like lost because it's like, you don't take them before they time out. And so it's like quitting is easier than taking a goddamn vacation. (laughs) Because a vacation, needing a vacation is a sign of weakness. Quitting is a sign of at least this defiance, but it's still hard to do, you know. Right. Well, in vacation days, like, I think sometimes the the gut-wrenching truth of a vacation day is that 
you can step away and the universe will keep moving. Yeah. Right? Like, I think for a lot of people, vacation days are hard because they prove to you how much the world can keep moving. Yeah, your insignificance. Yeah, like, and, but I think people find that demoralizing. But what if we saw that as so liberating? Like, yeah, yeah, no, like, step away. You, the world will be okay. The world will be okay. You know, and there's a difference between... Um, quitting something that is frustrating and quitting uh, in, in during the the, inv- the Normandy invasion in World War II. I mean, there, <laughs> there's a difference right. here. You know, it's like the world is not going to survive, you know, if you don't succeed. So it's like there's there's there there are times when it's like, no. I'm not going to quit putting gas in my car because I would like to keep using my car and I am actually going to, <laughs> going to do it, you know, but um, there, there are degrees of significance with this. But a lot of the times you're absolutely right when you go on a vacation or you take a break for a while, as hard as it can be to do that sometimes, you do realize that things keep just kind of banging away. Yeah. And when you get back to, when you get back to work a week later or whatever, you realize everybody's fine and most things were like exactly where you left them mm-hmm. and everything is still going to get done on time. And it turns out those time demands were a little bit loosey goosey anyway. And uh, it's like, what is it then? Cause I mean, Pink Floyd says this, right. You know, hanging on in silent desperation is the English way, you know, cause it's like, despite our, in our, our exhaustion, we, we keep banging away because it's just yeah. so hard to quit. So what, what did it for you? So it's like when you put your foot down and say, you know what? I'm quitting. Uh, I'm out. Deuces, yo. Right? What is it that, what did it look like? Would you just say it out loud or? Well, yeah, I would always say it to was Eric. Was there a storm now, off or was it just like a. Now, mind you, I would never actually tell anyone uh, like Everybody an authority quit. over me. <laughs> right? Like, um, yeah, like I would just, um, I would say it out loud. I would usually you know be mid tantrum to eric and i would just be like that's it i'm done i quit i can't do this anymore um and and i just walk away and i think that that's the important part of like quitting means you get to walk away um and it's interesting because i feel like you know we used to talk about the end of the day the end of the work day as quitting time quitting time yeah and I feel like we don't talk about quitting time anymore because, you know, email comes with us into yeah, the evening right. and onto the weekend. And, right, right, right. And, and because we're not quitters. But, like, what if we embraced quitting? Yeah. Right? Like, not like we are not proposing that everyone quit their job and move to the desert with us. Yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah, yet. Um. Um, I'm just joking. But... It, I think that there's there I think that there's something really healthy in giving yourself permission to quit yeah right um and just like knowing that you can yeah um can provide you at least well at least you know that you're not in a total prison here that you know there is a door that you can walk through yeah um and that, that is a choice that 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 one can make now um i think when we were talking about recording a thing about that our objective was not necessarily to convince everyone to quit their jobs however if that is something that you need to do i would recommend giving it some thought but it was like the the freedom of of the quitting it's like you do have your phd right Mm -hmm. you you quit but yet Yet, yet I don't know how to finish that. It's like, uh, yet I quit all the time. You quit all the time. Yeah, you quit multiple times. It sounds like right, and that the the quitting gave you liberation. But it's like when you're—I mean, you don't get vacation days when you're a graduate student. You know, I mean, when, when I say that, I don't mean that in like the like the sort of esoteric, you know what I mean, sort of way. It's like literally, there are not, there's not like a contract that says you get this many vacation days. Yeah. It's like you, you're you're on until you're done. And 
the expectation is that you're on until you're done. It's like, why are you eating food? You should be working on your chapter three, you know, is, is sort of the, the mentality yeah. here. And so it's like, there's not a, you know what, I'm going to take a break for a little bit. Cause that in academia, that really is seen oftentimes as this like big sign of weakness. So it's like quitting is the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, sometimes the only way to really assess what I think you want is to just turn everything off. Yeah. Right. right? And I think that that's, that's a big part of what the quitting ritual, because in a lot of ways it became a ritual. Um, when enough is enough, just stop. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so what that afforded me, I think was the opportunity to every time I quit, ask myself, well, what do I really want now mm -hmm. that I've quit my PhD program? What would I really like to do next? <laughs> PhD in English would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and sometimes it was just like the need to, um, like when you have to do something versus when you want to do something. Right. I think it's just something right. so different. Right. Um, and so I would always come back to it when my mind started to shift to it. And I started to re-see the energy that I needed for it. And I think, you know, even, um, you know, as the summer has come upon us, you know, I clocked out of our jobs. And I quit doing work for my employer because right. I'm no longer on contract. Right. Um, and I think that there's something really healthy in letting myself think about the fact that, like, I have quit for the year. Yeah, right. You know? Right. In um, exactly those terms, like in stark terms. It's like, you don't need to sugarcoat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that can be okay. Yeah, this okay. contract is over. Obligations Doesn't mean I won't satisfied. accept the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the contract is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That obligation, those obligations have been met. Yeah. Now, you mentioned before we started recording that you have encouraged a student before to I say did. aloud. Yeah, I to go quit. to go through the performative act of quitting. Why? Right, because they they just couldn't. They the only reason they were doing it in their own mind um, was because they didn't want to be seen as a quitter. Mm -hmm. Um. And the student was miserable and they were not having the success they wanted. They were really struggling with it, really needed to just like sleep for a week. Yep. And um, just kept plugging away because all of the expectations from everyone around her who were convinced that the student was doing fantastic in everything and the inevitability was a foregone conclusion that they were going to be the thing that they wanted to be. This is a student who wanted to go into medical school and was studying for the MCAT. Um, and uh, they would just tell me, you know, over and over, they just want to quit. They just feel mm -hmm. like quitting. Um, this is not working out. They're miserable. They haven't slept in days. Um, it's not, it's not, they're not, they're losing their health and well-being. Um, this anxious all the time prone to emotional outbursts and tears because the light turns red, you know, um, and just yeah. on the edge of breakdown, on the very edge, of, on the precipice of the cliff, you know, and I was like, but it's like, they just won't quit mm -hmm. um, because everyone is expecting this from from them. And so I, I, I went through the act of quitting with them and, and it was like, okay, so... What I want you to do, right, uh, is just say out loud, you know, bring this to mind, this experience you're having, all of this stuff, the MCAT, the tests, the pressure, all of it, and just say that you quit and just quit. Just tell me that you're quitting. Nope. And it's like all this resistance went up. It's like absolutely not. It's like, no, that's cool. We won't tell anybody. It's just you and me to say that you quit. And uh, it took a while and uh, kind of st steeled themselves and steeled their spine a little bit. And uh, said, I quit. And then it's like all these tears, all this emotion, all this breakdown of all this stuff started coming out. And we just hung with it. We just hung with it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, after about a half an hour, you know, of, of just kind of letting it all, all that come out, 
you know, they're like, all right, I think I'm okay. Yeah. And, and it's like, do you, do you want to, do you want to be a doctor? It's like, do you want to do this kind of stuff? It's like, yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's really what I want. And it, it allowed the student the luxury of like just quitting and just kind of throwing it out there and being done with it and making, like you said, making that decision to go back. Yeah. Having the room to really do a little self-evaluation. It's like, what is it that I really want? Because uh-huh. um, if 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 this is the thing that I want and if this is the thing for, for me, if I go through the act of setting it down, I will pick it back up. Uh-huh. It's like it's like if 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 you didn't have it right now, based on what you knew, would you do it, or would you take a pass? Yeah, because it can seem it can seem easier to say no than it can to quit. Yeah, it's like knowing what you were. If if you saw if you knew that the process was going to look like this, would you do it? You know, for a lot of people, the answer would be no. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if the answer is no, then it's like awesome, you made the right decision. If the answer right. is yeah, I would still do it. It's like okay, well, then you can make the decision to go back to it. But yeah. you, you can't you can't do that while it's still in your hands, right? You have to set well, it. You have to be able to set it down and look at it in order to make yeah. the decision to pick it back up. Because then it it becomes about you. Well, and I yeah, and I think that what's important there is that like you give yourself the intentional space to explore quitting, and this is why like sometimes I will be talking to students of mine who will tell me I quit my job. Oh yeah, tell me what happened. And they like rage quit yeah. during a shift, right? And like that kind of quitting is not reflective quitting. It's no. not, you know. Um, it's I I feel like the first time you quit your job or quit something should not be a public performance, right? No. Like because the space of imagining quitting, walking yourself through it, walking it through with someone you trust allows you to go through that process of asking who am i after i quit this yeah yeah what do i have left you know? what do i have left and you know sometimes people who quit in the moment in the rash intensity of you know a fired up amygdala right yeah, like right. that quitting comes with oh shit what have i done later how am i going to pay my tuition yeah an equal measure of regret not Two hours later. Right. Um, but the I went through the process of imagining it, and I see that I am a whole person even without this thing. Yeah. Cool. Now what? Right? And I think that that's the thing. One, uh, when I think about the times that I quit my PhD, every time that I did that, um, the thing, because Eric was always there, uh, the thing that I always got immediately after I quit was like a hug from my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, what do I know? If I quit my PhD program, this guy is still like, he does not love me because I'm yeah, in a PhD right. program, because I'm going to be a doctor. So it's not that. that uh, it's not that. <laughs> it's not, that's so not, that's what am I doing this for? Yeah. What are you doing it for? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, because I don't want anybody to log off today and think, well, Paul and Sherry think we should quit everything. Yeah, yeah, so I was saying, it's like, we're not telling you to quit. <laughs> but there are things that even together, you and I have decided to do things together. We've imagined what quitting different parts of the work that we do yeah, together right. would look like. And we did quit some of the, mm-hmm. some things, right? Um, yeah. To allow I space mean, we, for other things. Yeah, yeah, to allow space for other things in both ways, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of ways we have done that. And it's like, and it's like the first time, the first time it's done, it's like, oh my God, everything is still okay. It's like, wow, I'm still here. It's like, wow, that's interesting. And it's like, I'm not saying that it gets easier, but it, it, realization comes from that. It's like one realizes, like you said, it's like how, how big one is in the universe yeah. And how small one is in the universe. And it, it does allow that independent introspection or like pseudo independent introspection yeah. on what it is that you're doing and what, and what this is going to sound kind of weird, like what it is in you that wants to be done. Yeah. And what you could do. I mean, cause, cause things don't seem possible if there's not time and space in which to do them. And it's like when you do that little performative act of quitting or actually quit, things become a little more clear and things become a little more now on mm-hmm. what are the things that you really want to do. 
And yeah. If the, the thing you might decide you might really want to do might be the thing that exact thing that you just quit, you know, um, and it's like, oh, you know what, that's cool. I'm good. Um, or it might be, no, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I practice quit a couple of things, you know, just kind of went through the practice rounds of it. Is it's like literally, it's like when I write this email, quitting, what is it going to read like? Does this read good? Can it proofread this? Because I'm quitting and I want to make sure that I, that I do it well and that I actually do it. Because sometimes when you write these long, complicated emails, uh, when, when, when quitting something, it's like you read it and it's like, did you actually quit? In this? Did you actually say yeah. you would quit or, or, or are you just venting? You know, because it's like somewhere in that email it really needs to say. Oh, by the way, I actually am quitting. So the right. position is now vacant. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do I actually do I actually come out and say that or not? Right. Well, and sometimes just in the the act of writing that letter, like you get it whatever the unmet need is. Like do I really need to quit or do I now know what I need to ask for? Yeah. Like what's right. the part of this that's unsustainable? Right. Like right. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, but all of this, right? Like, um, it's just about how do we figure out what we need? And sometimes it's funny to me how we have to trick ourselves into learning about our own needs. Yeah. And it can be, again, we talk about this all the time, you and me, both of us, these are skills that can be learned and you can practice these things, you know, think of something that is inconsequential that you just don't like doing and say, you know what, I quit. You know, say yeah. it out loud. See how it feels. Um, say it to somebody. Uh, tell somebody you're quitting and see how it goes across. You know, you can practice a couple of things in a couple of ways. Uh, you know, let's see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, practice quit some stuff and, and see what see what happens when you do it. But Because a big part of that is it's so anathema to say the words because of the... Mm-hmm cultural momentum of persistence and grit and grinding through and going the extra mile and what's the other one uh go above and beyond you know and that right we don't just don't like quitters yeah it's like we're literally gagging over here as we i think i literally zoned out as you started using those words as hopefully not many of our listeners did Um, my brain quit (laughs) yeah um uh, there, you can say no, you know, and if you find yourself in something, it's like, I don't know, try quitting and see how it goes. You know, you don't have to, you can always pick it back up on Monday. But I mean, you didn't, you know, like you said, you did it on Friday. You didn't quit on Tuesdays. Yeah. 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 That's, That's interesting. Well, yeah, because I needed time to let the, let the quitting sink in. Yeah. So what is it like to quit? Yeah. What is it like to quit? And. And what how va- can we what, use... Do you miss those pieces that are vacant and where you want to pick them back up again? Yeah. yeah. And can we use quitting as a mental exercise, not as a reaction in a moment? Yeah. Because if your age quit like for reals, you're probably not going to get that job back. Yeah. You're yeah, probably... that's true. <laughs> there, I was watching this TV show. I think it's called Little Voice or something. It's on uh, Apple TV, I think. Hmm. And uh, in like the first episode, uh, this gal... Uh, rage quits her job and she gets advice from her brother to just go back the next day and pretend Mm. like nothing happened um and so you know i don't think we can always i don't think we can always do that but no um if you do it in your head and not like in the boardroom you know you have some flexibility to to play with like you know what what do you really want in your life what do you need and uh, what can you plan your absence from? Yeah, I mean, you can journal about this, get a notebook out. It's like, and it's right at the top, like, if I quit, what would I do? You know, what would it be like to quit? And, you know, see what comes out. See what comes out, you know. And, you know, I I do put a little bit of a little bit of a stock in the act of saying it out loud. It's like, mm-hmm. nobody has to hear you. You can do it by... <laughs> You can do it when you're alone by yourself or with a loved one, you know. Right. That doesn't have to be your boss, you know. In fact, we don't recommend. Yeah, we don't recommend that uh, until you've you've gone through this other exercise, you know. Um, But, you know, just that act, like literally saying it out loud, you know, going through the the muscle movement and sending the breath in a directive way out to form those words that 
or released into the universe, mm-hmm. you know, that can, that can change some things that can put some things into perspective, regardless of, because it's not important whether or not somebody else hears it. Yeah. You know, because it's not about whether or not somebody else hears it. It's about you saying it and you taking some ownership over what that yeah. is that's going on inside of you, I think, uh, to, to utter those words. Right. And I think sometimes just saying it like puts puts something in you in motion. Right. Yeah. Um, that's informative. Now, for the record, I would like to say that I do not plan to quit this podcast. I do not either. Yeah. Um, in fact, as we were talking about this, I was thinking, well, I could just say that out loud. And you know what's interesting? I don't think I can say that out loud. I think it physically hurts me to yeah, think about yeah, saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't want to title this podcast, you know, Paul and Sherry quit. Because it's like, I don't, we're, we're, we might lose listeners. Or, or we might inspire anxiety in our, our faithfuls. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. we're going to title this, How to Quit. How to quit, I think. How to quit, but not this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, right. How to quit. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it's 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 interesting. It's it's an interesting topic. And um, I, I think during my dissertation, I did the same thing, you know, because yeah. like there there comes a point when you've reached your 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 wits end and you're, you're, you're at the ropes on this. And mm-hmm. it's like there's this battle going inside on I want to finish this thing because I've devoted my life to it and huge in investment of time and energy and money possibly likely. Um, I've, I've moved across the country to do this thing. You know, who am I then if I say, yeah, you know what? LOL, never mind. You know, so goddamn, when I started this thing, I better, I quit my last job to do this. If I quit this, then what the hell am I doing here? You know, right. So, can't um, be a serial quitter. Yeah, because I did. It wasn't a rage quit. It was a, it was a change the direction of my life quit, you know, and I knew I wasn't having my job, but I could have done it. But I really wanted to do this other thing. And I was not getting satisfaction out of where I was and what I was doing and whom I was doing it for, which was everyone except myself. Um, I had, it was a job because that's what people do. They get jobs. And, you know, that was about the end of it. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, and it didn't pay well, but it didn't pay badly. I mean, it paid the bills, which were low in 1997, geez, six, I don't know. Um, I mean, there wasn't even like a cell phone bill at the time, you know, so right, it's like right. life was a little cheaper then um and gas was no okay, and gas was a dollar fifteen right and, you know, we're gonna quit this one while we're ahead. yeah yeah um and so i mean when i like i quit a job like i said not a rage quit it was a you know what going to graduate school see ya but i mean to quit your job for an for a, a move up is, is one thing to quit your job to go back to school that's a that's a different wax ball entirely um it's yeah. like, why would you do that? You know, are they paying you? It's like, nope. <laughs> so what, are you just going to quit your job and move to California? Yep. Uh, exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So you're going to go back to being a grad student? Yep. That's it. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. But that's it. I mean, when, when the potential of I don't know what's going to happen becomes more attractive, then I do know what is going to happen if I don't. If I don't quit, I'm going to tell you what every goddamn day of my life is going to be from here on out. And I cannot, and it's not that I can't live with that. I can't live with that being a decision that I made, you know, looking because every day in my life, I'm going to see myself at this crossroad and I'm going to look back at it and said, it was right then when you made, you know, when you were going to make this decision to stay or go and you decided to stay and you could have gone and you knew you weren't happy, but you decided to stay with it anyway. That's what you get to live with. Yeah. That's what you get to live with, you know? So hell yeah, I'd say go through that action. I was like, you know what? If if I set this down, would it be something that I picked back up? And in that case, it didn't pass that test, that job that yeah. I had. It, it did not pass that test. It's like, no, I would not. At the time when I took it, yeah, I totally would. It did the thing. You know, it was a great job. You know, it, it was what I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. But it was not what I needed from there on out. And it, right. it did its thing. It did its thing. Yeah. And uh, it was time to do something else. And Yeah. It's interesting because I think um, last week was maybe the third or fourth week since we started this podcast that we did not record. Yeah. Yeah. Like unbeknownst to our listeners, it all looks cohesive, but we take we a had week one, off. We had one in the bag. We had one in the bag. We had one in the bag. But I, you know, even with that, I think that there's something 
in the space of the time when we don't do it, it does make me remember why we do it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, even today, because we ran our mouths too long, we almost didn't record today. <laughs> but I think, I won't speak for both of us, but I feel like I was just itching to be back in the... Yeah, back, back the behind the yeah. microphone. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, me too. And that's informative. Like, taking the space away makes it feel like we're doing it out of some intentionality, not just, well, it's Tuesday. Push yeah. the button, Paul. Because we could have not. You know, and it's like no, we could have not, but we chose let's to. This thing, this is what this is what we're doing. So this let's record doing. this thing. Yeah. I'm making a decision to not quit this podcast. I am also making that decision, though today I'm making the decision to quit this episode. I am as well. So thank you, <laughs> <Excellent>. listener. <laughs> so thank you, dear listener. Right? Um, yes, it's quitting. It's time. quitting time. Yeah. So. Uh, shutting her down shutting her down for the day so um but not forever uh we got a couple of things that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks they're going to be fun uh dr Mm -hmm. spiegel started a new interesting program that we're not going to talk about today but we'll talk about that a little bit i'm I'm itching to ask her about that on the air so to speak yeah um and you had a neat paper published recently i did i did we'll throw that out there we'll probably throw that in the show notes if somebody wants to hear about that too or we might talk about it next week too so yeah we'll see what happens we'll cool. see what happens stuff yeah. happening cool cool well awesome. thanks paul thank you sherry i'll talk to you so soon Indeed. thanks everybody bye bye this podcast is produced by sherry spiegel paul fitzgerald and this most unbelievable life For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast, yes. 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 Cool.